0: punching holes in the darkness is a podcast by the baptist state convention of michigan it's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from detroit to the upper peninsula Welcome to another edition of Punching Holes in the Darkness. It's a podcast produced by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan for pastors and leaders of this great state and others within our Baptist Zion, hopefully to provide encouragement, some inspiration, information in order that we may be better prepared to punch holes in the darkness. Hello, I'm Tim Patterson, your executive director, treasurer here at the Baptist State Convention of Michigan, and I'm your host today. And today we have somebody really special going to hang out with us and talk to us about women's ministries. Uh, Trisha Weary, who is the pa- is a pastor's wife here in our uh, state. Her husband Art Weary has been working with our convention for a long time, a great, great, and dear friend and supporter of this podcast uh and she has been uh serving in uh, their church there but most importantly she is a kind of a new pastor's wife a newbie to this thing uh and she is doing a wonderful job anyway that's what uh that's what art told me to say so i'm gonna just repeat what he said and i i know i know but she really is well Tricia, thanks for joining with us today we really appreciate you being here with us you're welcome Listen, you know, we're changing some things in how we do ministry here in Michigan, particularly in the area of women's ministries, and I know as a a pastor's wife, uh, you experience all kinds of things. There's just all kinds of things that go on as a pastor's wife, uh, and it's a unique and very, very different kind of place to be. And I know you're passionate, you really are, and you've told me this, and you've shared your heart with me about this, that you're very passionate about pastor's wives. Uh, Why is that? Why are you so passionate about helping pastor's wives?
1: Um, Well, I'm going to be honest with you with my first point is um, because I'm a pastor's wife.
0: (laughs) Very good. Well, that's Um, all Yeah.
1: And, um, but the other thing is, is I just, I see a need there um, for pastor's wives. And what I mean by that, um, what comes to mind and one of the things that I've been thinking about is the verse in Genesis 2, 18, Um, it says, the Lord says, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And that's not just to me, that's not just for the husbands and the wives. We were meant for relationship. Um, And I think as pastor's wives, that's what we need to build up is relationships um, among other pastor's wives. Um, When I came along, as you mentioned, I'm kind of a newbie, but it's a different situation for me because I'm not a planter's wife. Um, So coming, coming onto the scene, my pastor was already established. My pastor husband was already established in the church. And so I'm a new pastor's wife, but I'm not a planter's wife. And so it was different for me. Um, I was lucky to have other friends, other pastor's wives to come alongside me and help me. Um, and they do continue to do that. And that just made me notice more and more that there is a need for pastor's wives that we need to build a better network.
0: Sure. And, and I agree with you 100%. You know, one of the things I've, I've never really asked you, Tricia, and different conversations we've had and things we are talking. about, what surprised you most about being a pastor's wife that you really didn't, you know, He said, you know, I wasn't expecting that. That just, I didn't think think about it. Is there anything you can think of right off the top of your head that surprised you or was an uh, unexpected happening or something in being a pastor's wife?
1: Um, I expected, I'll, I'll say first, that I expected to have a lot more jobs and to wear a lot more hats. I expected that. And I expected that to look like, you know, will you teach the children? Will you help with the women's class? What I did not expect was a lot of times church members treat the church like your house. And so when they (laughs) see a spill or something happens, they come and say, hey, this happened. You've been a member here longer than I have. (laughs) I think you know where all the things are I'm more than happy to help you but they it it's it's hilarious and I'll, on a side note I'll let you know too we had a little boy that used to come to our church and he thought it was my house and he couldn't say Trisha so he called me Churcha and we had no idea that he thought the church was my house this is before Art and I were married he and he came over to the house to my apartment and he said when are we going to your house and I said, uh-huh. "We are at my house," and he said, "No, this is not your house." And then the next Sunday, he said to me, "This, this is your house."
0: <laughs> that is that is so cool. You know, I think there's a sermon in that somewhere. You might want to tell Art about it because that's <laughs> really good, and that really be really should be our house as well as it, God's place and our our house as well. I love that. That is so cool. But you know, there are a lot of expectations placed upon pastors' wives that sometimes are a little inordinate i mean they're they get outside of the boundaries of what i would call proper or ordinary or uh, you would think would even happen but sometimes that's uh that pressure is put on a pastor's wife and because of those unusual requests requirements or expectations on a pastor's wife they they get pretty pressured. They go under a lot of stress at times. What do you think some of their these pastor's wives' needs are because of these stresses they experience or the other things that they go through? Can you think of anything from your perspective as a pastor's wife? What are their needs? What do they, they really need at this kind of time?
1: When I think about the needs of a pastor's wife, I could probably sit down and list ton of things. But when I look at that list, the biggest thing that that comes to my mind is support, just support. And what I mean by that is women touchy feely we we need we need that relationship we need that support and and what better way to get support than from other pastors' wives because we like you're saying you know pastors' wives deal with so many different things in the church that you wouldn't even probably think about and so since we all share that What better way to do that than to come together and share with each other, you know, what's going on? What are you dealing with? How did you handle this situation with someone who has been through it or is going through it with you um, rather than, you know, just coming home and crying to your husband (laughs) who may or may not understand from a woman's standpoint, what you're going through
0: absolutely I, I i do understand your perspective on that i'm not saying i always understand my wife but i understand <laughs> that that sometimes she's telling me things and i'm just i don't know what to say uh you know sometimes i can just hold her and love her and tell her look i i i, I understand when i really don't and that's when pastors wives need other pastors wives one of the things that i have noticed from my wife and other pastors wives is that loneliness is there quite a bit and you feel somewhat isolated at times. Uh, What do you think could help a pastor's wife in dealing with that particular issue, maybe isolation or loneliness?
1: Again, I mean, I'm probably going to sound like a broken record here, but that connecting with other women and other pastors' wives. The reason why we feel so lonely at times is because we do build friendships within the church, but there are certain things that when we're going through that situation, we might not be able to share with our friends in the church Absolutely. like we could with another pastor's wife.
0: Right.
1: Um, when I went through last year, when Art went through his heart surgery, you would think, you know, and, and that... Don't get me wrong, the church, we have a wonderful church family, and they were very supportive. But there were there are times when, as a pastor's wife, you are a leader, and you don't want someone to see you in a vulnerable situation. And if I hadn't had the support of my pastor's wife friend, Laura... To go and sit with me at the hospital, to be there after I went and saw art in the ICU afterwards and had my major meltdown. Um, <laughs> to make sure that you know that I'm there, I was okay and got home okay, those kinds of things, that's what you know we need because otherwise we do feel lonely. if i if I didn't build that relationship and I only had my church family, you make yourself, you you kind of put yourself in that situation because you don't feel that you should reach out to them because you're their leader. And so then you retreat into your loneliness. Um, but if you build a network of people around you that you can lean on during those times, then that's going to be what helps you through that.
0: It, I understand that. Well, pastors need that also. And pastors have to have others who are not within their immediate church circle, that they can talk to, confide in, bounce things off of. Sometimes just sit and have coffee and not say a whole lot of anything and just kind of be with somebody else who, who you know understands. Uh, which brings me to the, the question, how, how, can, how can pastor's wives build those kinds of relationships? Are there any tools out there? I know we have social media situations that could be accessed to do that when they're accessed properly. Uh, I think there are other ways that we can do that. Maybe certain Bible study groups. I know that my wife uh, attends a group of ladies in a Bible study group on a weekly basis, loves it and has a great time. And they're not from our church particularly. Uh, and she loves doing that, but she also has a group from the church that she works with, and then communicates with and care, and they share and talk and pray as well. Uh, Do you have any ideas how some women might be able to build those kind of relationships, and what kind of tool or mechanism might be available for that?
1: Um, Both of those things are things that that I'm I'm working on, um, we have a Facebook group uh, called United in Hope for Michigan Pastors Wives that we started after we got together um, last August for our Pastors Wives retreat. Um, So I am trying to get that going so that people can get support there, we can post there, uh, that they can feel freely that they can post because it's only the Pastors Wives that are on there. Um, so that's a great social media that we're, we're trying to get going here in the state of Michigan. The other thing that, um, we are trying to do is, or what I, my goal is, is to set up meetings, just like you were talking about. Um, they don't necessarily have to be a Bible study, just getting together for coffee. Uh, it's hard to do for everybody in the state of Michigan. So my goal I don't know if if you've ever heard of it or if other people out there may have heard of it, but there was a website called Leading and Loving It that I was turned on to by a friend of mine, Allie Hicks, that was a pastor's wife here in Michigan. She's now in Florida. And they would have meetings. They don't do it anymore because of COVID, um, but they would have like a little map you could go to because they were nationwide and you could find a meeting to meet with other leaders, um, other church leaders, women church leaders. So I kind of wanted to take that model and use that here in Michigan and start one here in my area and get the pastor's wife and wives in our area. Um, I've set a date. I haven't posted it yet, but it will be March 11th will be our first meeting. Um, we'll be meeting in Mount Clemens first and seeing who can, who can come to that meeting that, that would be close enough in this area. And hopefully once we get that established and learn you know how that goes, then we can find other pastor's wives that might want to start those kinds of meetings to bring in pastor's wives in their area so they can get to know more people and more other pastor's wives for support.
0: Folks, we'll be right back with Tricia We're here in just a moment, so hang in there. before we get back, I want to talk a little bit about SEND Network Michigan. You know, we have partnered together with our national organization, the uh, North American Mission Board and their SEND Network. And we are as part of that SEND Network here in Michigan. And there's many things that God has given us the opportunity to do in planting churches, helping strengthen churches, And just reach out beyond our four walls and get into the world that God has called us to reach. So if you want to know more about what it means to plant a church or to be part of planting a church and maybe supporting others that are planting churches, just contact us and say, hey, I want to know more about Send Network Michigan, and we'd love to tell you all about it. Let's switch gears a little bit from pastors' wives, which I know that's really on your heart. Of course, it's on my heart as well. But let's switch a little, our gears a little bit, and talk about maybe women just within the church, church ladies, if you want to call it. And uh, what do you think are some of their most significant needs for the everyday church lady, and what, what does she need?
1: The three things that come to my mind um, when I think about women's ministry or what women in the church would need, um, I can think of three different things. Uh, they would be training, they need support as well, and they need fellowship. Um, when I think about training, it would, this our world needs biblical training, right? I mean, we need more right. Bible studies, Absolutely. we need more people than than just, you know, going to church on Sunday and listening to the sermon, they need to be fed throughout the week, um, so training is, is a big one for me. Um, and then support. They're no different than pastor's wives. They need to be setting up a network of women, Christian women. You know, once they get involved in the church, they need to set up Christian women as their support group. Um, and then the, the last thing is because women love, we love getting together is other fellowships. Um, so you have your, your training and your Bible studies, um, but other women's events, um, are just absolutely awesome to go to.
0: I, those are, I, I agree, because really what you're talking about is just daily discipleship and living out the Christian life, but don't focused on women. And I, I, I heartily agree with you, and I think those are important. It's just like in training. Uh, you want to train them at the level and the point of which they enter. You know, you don't want to do too much but you don't want to look too little as well, but you do want to reach them where they are and help them get to where they need to be. And many women in the church uh, loving, they love Jesus, but they may be new and uh, they they have questions and sometimes they may be embarrassed to ask the questions or they may not feel like they know enough to even ask a question. I've been there many, many times. So I know that our training and all needs to be pretty simple, by, plain, back back to the basics, and then lead them on and help them grow up. And uh, you talked about support as well. Uh, nothing better than a great network of other ladies to hang around with and give you support, and call and talk and share and encourage. And of course, fellowship. uh Who doesn't need it? We all need it. The Bible tells us we got to have it. Uh, it's it's the way we're made. It's it's the way we're put together. We need each other and uh i i think it's just great trish what's your what's on your heart and mind about women in the church and how we can do that in the future we're going to be looking at how we can help you to develop those those things for training and uh, how to get, hold together support groups and fellowship so uh, uh ladies out there be looking for those things as they come about and uh, if you have any questions you can always call our our offices at the state convention and speak to Jamie Lynn. She'll help direct you and uh, we'll make sure you get in connection. If you need to connect with Tricia, we're going to have those numbers and her face there where you can look at and and click on her and, and connect with Tricia as well in the future. Well, h- how can women's ministry help meet all of these kinds of needs? What kind of ministries and thinking back, what do you think some of those ways that you could do that ministry could do that?
1: Um, the one thing that, that came to my mind and, and as I was thinking about talking with you um, and talking with some other people was going back to the pastor's wives also and networking those that group because, yes, we want them to support each other and we need that support. But as we get to know each other and we network together, some of these Bible studies that you're talking about, for instance, I don't have a whole lot of ladies in our small church Um, And then some of the ladies that I do have, they're not always able to get together. Um, And so linking up some of our small churches to do a joint Bible study, having two or three churches joined together to get a women's Bible study going, because then that then grows that women's ministry and the support of women, because they may meet some people there that they connect with. Um, And and oftentimes uh, it's hilarious because I also have a, a full time job, and so you're always like, you know, you don't want to mix your businesses because they might take your customers. We don't want to feel that way in our churches. We want to no. make sure that we're all working together and doing things like that. We shouldn't be afraid to 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 join together to do those kinds of Bible studies and fellowships.
0: Absolutely, we can do a lot more together than we can by ourselves. And uh, one of our our foca of our our convention now is bringing churches together who to help each other accomplish what God's called them to do and we really need each other to do that and churches need to work together more and there should be no concern about uh cross-pollination or the loss thereof of a member What we what we should be more concerned about is our people not growing in grace and falling away and having trouble and uh, not being what God wants them to be and I think together we can do that, and we can do that well. Well, Trisha, is there anything else on your heart or mind that you wanted to talk about or bring up? I wanted to make sure that we cover all of those things uh, that uh, were on your heart about women's ministry here in Michigan.
1: Um, the only other thing that I had um, in regards to the the women's ministry, um, in addition to the Bible studies, is going back to the the fellowships or worship nights and things like that. Again, as As the pastor's wives, it's not something that I want to jump into, you know, right at the beginning. First, we want to build that support and that network of support. But as we start learning each other more and getting together more and doing the Bible studies together, then fellowships should come hand in hand with that. Um, There's a a church that's not a um, part of the Southern Baptist uh, Convention that I have gone to several times over in Canton that just has a worship night, just a women's worship night. I would love to see what many of our churches take turns just doing that and getting together and the pastor's wives support each other in making things like that happen. So we can just have a night of worship and get together and fellowship.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a wonderful idea. And uh, let's see if we can make that happen. A women's worship night. Also, there are other churches that have uh, events like that for women, different kinds of Mm -hmm. events. I'd like to see us promote those as something that we could do collectively and ask others in close proximity or regionally to come together and do that. And so I, I think that's something we can look at doing in the future and uh, have that on our website and begin to help develop that. So, Trish, help me do that. Help us get that together. Help us, I almost uh, forgot. Yes, what? I
1: almost forgot. <laughs> Speaking you almost, of which, I have an event coming up.
0: Wow, well, good. 17th. <laughs> Tell us about it.
1: Um, March seventeenth, we are New Life Baptist Church and Lakeside is are coming together. The actual event will be at Lakeside Church in St Clair Shores. Uh, Laura Render is the main speaker, and it is called "Will They Know Us by Our Love." Um, We want to. We've really wanted to focus on some of the hard topics out there right now: Um, addiction, abortion, thing these things that that people put. Put it out there like it's a black and white situation, and it's not a black and white situation. And we need to love on those people. Um, we can't. We can't reach them for Jesus without loving them first. And so we just want to talk about how do we do that? How do we? How do we turn the hate of this world around from just yelling at people that you're doing the wrong thing and you shouldn't be doing that? Instead, bringing them bringing them on in and loving on them and talking them through the situation. So we've got um, Laura's the main speaker. I have a woman that's coming from Harbor Light of, uh, Salvation Army that works with addicts. She's uh, been a good friend of mine for a while. Her name is Melissa. And I also have a woman named Sue that's coming in from the Crisis Pregnancy Center to talk to us about how she walks people through the decision of abortion, keeping the baby, what they do to help support uh, when they do decide to keep the baby. Um, So it's going to be a great night. We're going to be collecting for those people. And um, March 17th at 7 p.m. Lakeside.
0: Well, folks, I want to say again, thank you. Thank you so much for joining with us in this podcast. You've been listening to Tricia Weary. She is a pastor's wife that has a heart for women. Uh, We're just, she has such a heart for that and we want to thank her uh, here publicly for that and we're praying for her that God's going to use her in a great way if you have any questions about women's ministry here in the state of uh, Michigan we'd love to hear from you and let us help direct you and point you to some of the things that are going on and if you want to be involved we'd love to have you do that as well and we'll connect you with the right people so again Tricia love you girl thank you so much for your heart and your ministry and what God is leading you to do we have Uh, We're so glad you're on the team and so glad you're part of what God is up to here in Michigan. Well, folks, again, thank you for joining with us here on the podcast of Punching Holes in the Darkness. May we do that together as God leads us to do. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review that will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.